Hello, 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 and welcome to the 31st episode of Mixed Media Reviews. My name is Kelsey, and today I'll be talking about a book. This week's book is A Good Girl's Guide to Murder by Holly Jackson. And yes, that is a difficult title to say. (laughs) This was yet another book I had seen sweeping the internet, uh, which of course made me weary. But the covers did look pretty cool, so I decided might as well just go for it. And when I say that, I mean I really went for it because I ended up buying all three of them at the same time from, I think, like Target when they had some kind of book sale. So I was really crossing my fingers that I didn't waste all this money and would have to like power through three terribly written books. (laughs) The first book in this trilogy has a white cover with red string across it, mimicking a murder board. A few fingers, uh, fingerprints, not their fingers because that'd be creepy. (laughs) A few fingerprints dot the page and the title words appear on pieces of cutout paper strung together with the thread. It definitely has some pretty little liar vibes to it. I'll say that this episode certainly will be containing some spoilers, so I'm kind of trying to be more like the beginning episodes where they're a little less spoilery and just kind of a chill, when I say chill, I don't know, just kind of casual, this is what I like, this is what I didn't like, sort of vague, not heavy, spoilery. Um, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> a Good Girl's Guide to Murder centers around Pip who decides to focus on a murder that happened in her small town five years ago for her senior project. Everyone knows the story. Sal Singh murdered his high school girlfriend, Andy Bell, and then took his own life. But for Pip, that story doesn't match up with what she knew about Sal, who she'd known as a kid. So it's up to her to figure out who really killed Andy Bell. I thought this book was actually pretty good. Uh, This was a debut novel for Holly Jackson back in 2019, and it didn't really read as a debut novel, which is definitely nice. I will have a bit more to say in the critique section uh, specifically about the writing style, but overall I thought it was pretty well done. I really liked how she would include snippets of interviews and then her like entries for her project, as well as like little bits of evidence that she'd find. It helped break up the chapters and it felt like a unique way to tell the story and one that made total sense. I liked having the transposed interviews as opposed to just having it within the chapter. Um, Although sometimes she did have it within the chapter and I think it made sense when she would do it that way versus uh, the transposed one. And then she'd also sometimes have little bits of pieces of evidence sprinkled throughout and it was nice to actually visually see it instead of just hearing it described, uh, it kind of made it more read like a, a visual media, which was really nice. I have already read the second book, and in the second book, uh, I know she uses podcast episodes to do the same thing, um, as well as like the interviews and stuff like that, and I really liked that as well. It definitely helps to break up the chapters and just kind of make it feel like you're right there with her trying to figure out, you know, the who done it. I did find the characters enjoyable as well. I liked Pip and Ravi's dynamic, though I did have to kind of double check exactly to see how old he was. Um, But I thought they made a great team trying to figure out what exactly happened, and it was nice to see, you know, them work together, I guess. Um, And and I liked all of the other characters in the book, like Pip's family, Ravi's family. I liked uh, Pip's friends. Uh, and all the other characters that we come across, uh, just everyone felt 
pretty individualistic and, you know, didn't seem like we had the same copy-paste two-dimensional characters everywhere. So, again, I thought she did a pretty good job writing it all out. I did guess the killer fairly on, however, uh, but I did not guess all of the details and there were still some surprises, so that was that was good. Uh, and even though I did guess it, I don't think it was like just so obvious that it felt ridiculous that Pip and Robbie couldn't see it. I think it made sense that they didn't see it and um, I think I just kind of guessed because of certain things that came up. <laughs> um, but again, I don't think it was super obvious, so that was nice. Unlike, uh, what was that <laughs> that last book that I did? Um, they Wish They Were Us by Jessica Goodman. That one was like super obvious to the point that it was annoying that the characters took so long. Like maybe not as far as when I figured it out, maybe it wasn't obvious then, but when it became obvious, it was like, why are they still not figuring this out? So it didn't feel like that. So that's good. Um, what else? Oh, and I think the, the motivations behind the killers, as well as, you know, just the rest of the characters in general, um, they also seemed to pretty much fit. Uh, there wasn't anything that I can recall that seemed really far-fetched or completely out there. It all kind of flowed together and fit nicely. I love that we got moments of suspense, moments I genuinely laughed out loud, and moments of sadness. It was all a really good balance where it didn't seem overly serious or just way too silly. While the cover had pretty little liar vibes, the story certainly did not, which is a good thing. It was not super convoluted or complex for the sake of being complex. When you find out everything that happened, it all makes sense. It clicks. And while there are things we didn't quite get an answer for, they do pop up in the second book. So I like that we had a fairly capable person in the form of Pip trying to solve the murder who wasn't so wrapped up in their own secrets that everything they do is the dumbest thing ever. So there is one instance that I'll discuss in the critiques, which is coming up now. <laughs> uh, well, the critique section is. There are only a few minor critiques that I can really think of. Um, the first is when I first started reading the book, there was something kind of off about the writing, uh, like the style, and I couldn't quite place it. I thought it was that there was a mix of third and first person, but then I realized there's other books that do that, and it doesn't bother me in the same way. And then I think, I think honestly, it's because maybe she was writing in present tense, and it just kind of felt weird like the wrong tense to use. I don't know. It was, I can't, I still can't really put my finger on it or explain it in any way, but it took a while for me to get used to the writing style. And then once I did, I kind of stopped noticing it, but it was still like really throwing me off for a moment. I do kind of wish that we saw a bit more of her and her friends, like a bit more interaction with them. But I get that this is only, you know, so many pages and they're trying to solve a murder, which is not going to happy. you know, they're not solving the murder while she's sitting in class with her friends. Um, and we did get a bit of interaction with them, like, you know, when they went camping and stuff. So that was nice. And there is more in the second book as well. So that's nice. <laughs> Everything's nice, guys. Um, but yeah, I like that we had a little bit more in the second book. And though I haven't read the third yet, um, because I'm reading a different book before I finish the trilogy, uh, I'm hoping that we get even more in the third. 
there is a part at the end of this book where she goes to someone's house to talk to them alone and I think it was dumb <laughs> uh, I mean like I think it's in character and it makes sense that she probably felt like she was safe um but I was like why are you doing this you big doofus and I also thought it was weird that throughout the story when she would go inside to interview people instead of just like standing on the porch and doing it she did it in the second book too um it's like if if you don't trust them just stand outside when they open the door and talk to them don't go into their house even if you do have a ravi with you um just stay outside <laughs> but yeah uh, i definitely recommend this book uh it seems like if you would be into murder mystery YA books that this would totally be your thing it was pretty well written and it had an interesting writing style with the transposed interviews and entries and it was a pretty good story, I think. I don't think I've said this before. Maybe I've said this before. But I like to judge something based on the genre it's in. Not against other genres or other books or media of the same kind. Or even different kinds. I'm just judging this book, you know, based on what it is. Not, you know, using Agatha Christie as a model to judge it against. Where, you know, I could never figure out who did it in, not in her novels. I don't know how she does it, but I never figured out. Um, and I'm not judging it against, you know, any other adult genre. I try to keep it within their own community, I guess. At the end of the day, this is a young adult novel, so I'm judging it as such. If YA isn't your thing, then this book probably won't be your thing, even if I did think it was good, because it's good within its category of young adult. A while back, I read the book The Troop by Nick Cutter, and maybe this is something I've mentioned. Um, I thought it was going to be a scary book that I could read for October. Well, it wasn't exactly what I was expecting, and it ended up not really being my thing. It was definitely horror, but it was not the horror that I would enjoy. Um, it made me very uncomfortable, but it was still a really good book. It was very well written, it had great characters, a compelling story, and if that's the genre that you like, I definitely recommend this book because it was well done. But personally, it wouldn't be something I'd seek out to find other books like it. But if I was giving it a starred rating, I'd still probably give it a four and a half or a four star. Like, it's still really good, even though I didn't personally love it in that way. Uh, so yeah, I like to judge it in the category it's in, not up against other things that are, you know, the greats or something. Just like I'm not going to judge a comedy based on how dramas do. So... Just keep that in mind, that even, you know, even the book Legendborn, which I thought was phenomenal, is still an urban fantasy YA. So if you don't like urban fantasies, maybe you're more into the high fantasies, um, or you're not into YA at all, you may not like the book. Um, hopefully all of that makes sense. Uh, so on this ramble now. And there you have it. Those are my thoughts on A Good Girl's Guide to Murder by Holly Jackson. Thank you so much for joining me. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Mixed Media Reviews Podcast, and you can also find me anywhere you find your podcasts, probably. Please join me next week where I will review a TV show, or rather, a few TV shows. I'm going to be talking about some of my favorite cooking or baking competitions that I've watched recently. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Bye!